Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't you style your hair, Connor? See what styles you can come up with in the next five minutes. <laughs> Try on a brush or something. I can see that. <laughs> This is the TikTok content for the rest of the week. Just you doing your hair. God, I don't know what anything is. Is this your room? This is my <laughs> this is my room. I have recently moved in here and I've been like a week ago. Oh, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? Oh, what's the best game where you play a dead guy? I you'll find I'm in DJ two four seven's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a roof? And what's the best game where you battle the Pope? Like I said, you will find out in this your podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, where we attempt to find the best game within a very specific category. For example, this week we're looking for the best cyberpunk game that isn't Cyberpunk 2077, uh, inspired, of course, by the imminent release of Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, which is supposed to be the true arrival of Cyberpunk 2077, as envisioned by its creators, unshackled from the restrictions of last-gen hardware and finally allowed to become the game it was always intended to be. Special thanks to PS4 users for funding a game that they never got to actually play. Speaking of getting left behind, I'm joined today by Tom Ari. How are you doing? I'm all right. I just got distracted because Connor chose that moment to make a very loud noise turning a light on. It's like he wasn't the focus for a second. It's like a child trying to get attention. He wanted to give the audience, the audience a nice glimpse into the wardrobe and, you know. I was just like, God, it's dark in my camera. What's going on? And I was like, oh, the light's off. I've just been sitting in the dark, writing all day. Yeah, it's you know this is what it's what people have come to expect, O'Connor. I think people, I mean, I think the day you turn up with a full light in rig, people are going to get uh, upset. By I that. have one. I have. I even got one for the old room. It's like right. I want this. <laughs> but like, I moved to this new room and it's nice and like you know bright and the window's not as much of an issue. So I think yeah. I need it. You first. don't look like you're in a. You're in a like a, a, witness, a protection. witness protection <laughs> video now, at least. Yeah, so it's better, but we'll get there. One day we'll get there. It'll be really solid. No, it's looking good. All right, okay. How are you feeling, Tom? All right. Yeah? yeah. Sure? Yeah, fine. Okay. Sure, not being? <laughs> no, just you seem, you actually seem uh, in a good mood today, which is. Uh, it's not what I've. What I mean, I've been working with you for on and off for ten years now, and uh, why do I seem in a good mood? What have I done? Well, you know, I mean, you smiled like thirty seconds ago. Did I? Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Alex, you haven't been on for a little while now because uh, other stuff has been happening. Just every oh, game it, ever uh, has yeah, been I'm, released. I was at Gamescom, and then shitloads of stuff was going on. Stuff is still going on. Like we were talking yeah. about this before we're recording right like I, I don't know when this is going out relative to when we record but it's just like stuff in for review stuff releasing that they haven't gained to give us review copies of yeah, um, that, yeah. That, that's the Pokemon DLC maybe we should do a blog post where's our Pokemon DLC <laughs> review have a good old cry about it um, but uh, but uh, there's a lot of stuff I don't know they just haven't sent that out Pokemon can be 
uh, funny like that sometimes. Sometimes you get stuff, sometimes you don't. But it's just, just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to do, isn't there? It's like, I'm sure you guys like... are all really busy as well. It's it's a really, really wild period right now where like tons of stuff is coming out like back to back to back to back to back. It's like insane. Oh, this feels mm. like the 360 days. I feel like we've basically been in a bit of a drought for like almost six years. And now everything's coming out at once. Because like, 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 well, like, 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 if I'm wrong, it feels like obviously COVID had a massive impact on dev, yeah, right? Yeah, and then yeah. you've got all the rewards of like these delays and like extended things, people just like holding stuff back and taking more like time on stuff. And it just feels like this is like the a, well, a, a Gamescom. Yeah, it is a Gamescom. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna quote someone by name, sure, in case they don't want me to but i was with like um the boss of a studio that's released one of this year's big successful games and Mm. they were saying that we were talking about how crazy the year is um and they were saying don't expect this to happen again this is literally just the dividend of covid (laughs) (laughs) Um, they were like next year might be a little bit hot but it won't be as good as this year and then we'll be back to normal and that probably is yeah, the correct hypothesis, and I'm not going to argue with someone who's probably just made hundreds of millions yeah. off a I mean, successful game. That does make sense. It's mad though, because like you know, back in the 360 days, we were getting like two man, we were getting like a Baldur's Gate and a and a Starfield like once once a month. Um, but yeah, never mind. Uh, it's uh, it's good to the getting. I've forgotten the phrase. I'll cut this bit out. Uh, let's get to what strike while the iron is hot. What are you trying you know? to say? Listen. Something about the while the getting's good or something. <laughs> something about while the getting's good. I don't know. My brain has stopped working. I keep mentioning this. There's a baby in the other room, and and, and my my brain has turned to mush as a result. The direct causal relationship between those two things. All right. Okay. Uh, right. Let's get on with it. There's been lots of cyberpunk games that aren't cyberpunk 2077. Not many of them have cyberpunk in the name. Um, I'm really, really curious to see what everyone's picked, especially, um, especially you, Alex, because because uh, obviously you're you're a massive RPG guy. What have you got for us? Is it an RPG? <laughs> you know, it, it, <laughs> on the snes. It, it isn't, and I thought about this a lot because, like, you know, a lot of people would have perhaps thought I might pick Final Fantasy VII for this. Um, no, I actually think that's more Steam than Cyber, really. Um, and uh, I ummed and ahed a lot because there's a cyberpunk game I really love that is really um, that is really unique and I want to give it a shout out even though it isn't my pick because I know no one else would have picked this Um, there's a game I don't know exactly how you would pronounce it but I call it Valhalla but it's VA-11 H A double Hall dash A, and it's a it's yeah it's a it's a, it's a little adventure game set in a cyberpunk bar, and obviously bars are just such a huge part of cyberpunk settings. You know, Afterlife in cyberpunk is a great example of that, and you're just the bartender, and you're meeting all these characters. And what I love about it in particular is there are no dialogue options. Hmm. Every you, you're influencing the plot and things are branching and stuff like that, but your only action is to make drinks. So that's your dialogue option. And depending on what drinks you're making for what people, it changes the storylines, what's happening in the world, what the characters are doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's all non-linear, so you can do everything in any order. Um, and it's it's really good. So I want to give that a shout out. Um, and that's on like PC and Mac. So not your pick. 
It's not my pick, but no. sometimes on this podcast, you've got to... I, I came so close to picking this game because yeah, yeah. it is really good. And it's, it always feels always feels really nice to pick a lovely indie indie game um yeah. you know on this podcast it's because you, you might introduce someone to something as opposed to picking big game but i have picked a big game uh, because there is a game that i just love um i've talked about it on the podcast before um and it's perfect dark um <laughs> right, at the end of yeah. the day that is here's, yeah. here's all I'd say about Perfect Dark is uh, a few things. One, it's better than Goldeneye. Everybody was obsessed with the Goldeneye re-release is coming. Oh, mm-hmm. we want this. We want this. This is going to be important. This is the most important game. This is the game that, that introduced us to shooters. This this is what we, we played in our college dorm rooms and all this old man crap. But <laughs> here's the truth. They made a sequel to GoldenEye, and it was better than GoldenEye. Not by a little bit either, by a lot. There is not a single thing, um, except for like you know the trappings of the Bond universe that are unique to the Bond universe, that GoldenEye does the Perfect Dark doesn't do better. You know the yeah. guns, the uh, you know you could argue, I guess to some extent you could go wow the GoldenEye stories, because some people really dislike where perfect dark goes and this comes back into my cyberpunk argument um but yeah i just think it's a tremendously special game i think the protagonist is great i think the mission structure and the non and the non-linear nature of it it's sort of got a bit of an rpg edge to it in that sense even though it's an fps with a mission-based structure um but the thing i really love about it is it's a cyberpunk game with a little bit of a difference which is that compared to deus ex or whatever or cyberpunk or most of the of the genre um it doesn't stop short at talking computers and people's consciousness being downloaded into ai and corporations shitty corporations all that sort of stuff and espionage it does that for the first half of the game and then the second half of the game is this clash genre clash of cyberpunk and an alien thriller and it mixes all the cyberpunk up with it asks the question of in a cyberpunk near future, what does Area 51 look like? Once yeah, the yeah. corporations become involved in Roswell and all that sort of stuff. And I just love that. Um, I re- that that's the element of, with this reboot, I really hope they don't lose that aspect because the really easy thing to do with Perfect Dark would be to go, we're going to ground it. And grounding it means no aliens, no greys wearing, you, you know, uh, Stars and Stripes waistcoats. Mm. Um we're going to get rid of all that stuff. No evil lizard people. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And we're just going to focus on the, the the cyberpunk core. But I actually yeah. think the way it mashes up the two genres is genuinely um, really, really quite special. So, yeah, I, I really hope the reboot isn't shit. And I, I, that trailer that they did, obviously there's no hint of a video game in there, but at least from a story perspective, uh, it, it, it appears to be about climate change. And if it's going to be this thing where the climate change problem has been sped up or even potentially caused or worsened by aliens and, and, the, and the corporations are tied up in that, that's sort of where I hope that goes. Remember that Doctor episode with the Santarans, David Tennant, Series 4, where they're oh, trying to choke the planet? 
when there's that kid who's like you got the portal in his room in his big fancy yeah mansion. yeah but but the santaran plan is they're trying to use pollution that they're, they're yeah. helping humans to pollute the planet in order to ruin the atmosphere so it can be a perfect planet for them or whatever mm. um that's what i want from from the perfect dark reboot something like that um but yeah so it's perfect dark it's a great cyberpunk game it's a great cyberpunk universe and i just think it's got that iconography like if you've played that game and you then go and watch the trailer for the the new one which will probably be out in like 2030 or something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you go and watch that trailer though it's it's got that cyberpunk iconography where much like a lot of the iconography from blade runner hmm. you see the laptop gun and you see that data dying logo which is just two letters in a stylized fashion and you and if you know that logo you go fuck yeah and so that's why it's perfect dark it's a great pick like i wasn't sold on that pick <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. Um, it's fine. I mean, I do like Perfect Dark. To be fair, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you can't, but you, you just I, you just can't let this stand. It's just um, a bit silly, isn't it? The the alien. See, Tommy's the type of the type of boring person I'm talking about. It's a bit silly. <laughs> I mean, there was no there's no silly characters in James Bond ever, is there? So I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, because I'm really uh, once again I'm really really interested in what you're going to pick, Connor. Can we? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't mean to imply that I'm doing these in order of how interested I am, Tom, mm. uh, by leaving you last. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, Connor, what have you picked? Because uh, knowing the kind of games that you're into, I can't, I can't imagine what it's going to be. Well, Cyberpunk's an interesting sort of thing to pick around because it can mean so many things, right? Yeah. Obviously, the first thing you go to is like Cyberpunk 2077 and like what that thinks of Cyberpunk. Like augmentation and how society's kind of trash. Then I thought about Shadowrun, um, mm-hmm. you know, orcs and stuff, a bit more of a fantasy spin on it, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, I kind yeah. of, I thought about Blade Runner and I was thinking about, well, is there a game in my mind that tries to sort of capture of an interesting spin on that private eye going through sort of like a futuristic kind of dirty, dirty world? This. Did you pick the Blade Runner game? No. I picked Tesla Effect, a, Tes- oh, okay. a Tex Murphy adventure. Okay. I thought you were <laughs> going to pick like Detroit Become Human then, and I was going to no, 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 get in my car like, and drive to your was, house and give you a game, I, I did pick that for something in the past, right? I think it yeah, won. you did. I think it was the game that you're going to fire into space to shine yeah. it's not mm. that they need to blow us up or something. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but we should, these should be blown up. So that will never be picked again. It's gone. Now, mm. now, now I've won with it. It's off the table. Yeah, yeah. We know. Tesla Effect, a, te- a Tex Murphy adventure. It is a FMV adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a. It was a kickstarted sequel, the sixth game in a series of a se- of a collection of quite old um, point and click adventure games from like the eighties and nineties. I was really into these when I was a teenager. So careful. No, I mean they look. I mean they look great. The older ones look fantastic. Um, <laughs> the reason why I picked a sick one is because I kind of like the fact that I like the character of Tex. I like how he's kind of like a like there's down on your luck and there's really down on your luck. Like mm-hmm. he's now like a funny but sort of drunken, divorced, sort of private eye, kind of like stumbling his way around um, this sort of world he's in. I think it kind of for me it captured sort of like Rick Decker sort of. I can see that. Cyberpunk, um, mm. Without getting anywhere near too heavy and stuff. It's kind of got a lighthearted feel to it. And I think it's quite, you know, charming. And I think it's quite 
interesting, and that's mm-hmm. why I've picked it. Did you play this, Connor? I played it for five minutes. <laughs> I'm not surprised if you were if you were going with a Cyberpunk FMV game. Come back to Detroit slightly. I'm quite yeah. surprised you didn't pick Omicron. Oh, the game with David God. Bowie in it. Oh God, mm. I could never. I did actually. I did actually think about that. I could never. That game is like super garbo, like horrible. I tell you what, I'm glad you didn't pick the actual Blade Runner game because it's shite. Um, yeah, I've also never played that. Yeah. But it's, I hear it's it? bad. I don't think it was that bad. People, I never, say, I, people go on about how good it is because they half remember from playing it in the 90s. And then they did a remaster and it didn't review very well, funnily enough. Tex Murphy. I like how Tex Murphy... Uh, the, the game I really got into was Under a Killing Moon. Yeah, that was when um, they first got the new writer and you kind of made Tex... Yeah, yeah. ...who he is. And it was kind of like... It's weird because it, it did like it, it got really kind of serious in some bits, but mm. it wasn't like played for laughs in it or anything. But it was like the the comedy, sort of almost almost a comedy parody of Blade Runner. But um, yeah. but it didn't sort of de- descend into farce too often. Um, but then, as I'm saying that, I'm remembering like weird killer clowns and stuff. So maybe it was more farcical <laughs> than I remember. Um, uh, but I, I used to love like just exploring in it. It was one of these games. It was like a combination of FMV and a 3D environment. Yeah. Um, and you could fuck around with Texas fax machine in his office and stuff. And the idea that you would have a fax machine in like the twenty thirties was like you know funny in and of itself. Yeah. Um, I remember trying to play that game. I got the GOG version quite recently, and that game had uh, like a lot of. There was never any standardized things for these sorts of games in the DOS era. It had like a system configuration thing where it would check how fast your CD-ROM drive was and stuff. Oh wow! <laughs> right, and it would tell you like um, uh, something that kids these days won't understand. Is no, yeah, like, like I, I understand the words you said, but I can't quite picture. <laughs> you did picture actually. Have sometimes things. your your disk drive was too slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't like it span too slow? Mm. Yeah, yeah, literally. Just yeah. wasn't fast enough. Yeah, so you Nobody had to, even like, has so... a disk drive in their PC anymore. No, no, no. I, no. I had to buy a disk drive in order to burn a DVD for my partner's grandpa. <laughs> nice. I had to buy an external one because I just don't own a single device anymore that you can even yeah. put a CD in, yeah. apart from the Xbox and PS5. I was sure. yeah, the Xbox, the, the consoles are the only things in my house now that play audio CDs. I've got I've got the audio book of Tony Blair's autobiography, <laughs> which was given to me <laughs> as the a journey. It was yeah, it was given to me as a joke <laughs> gift one year, right? And I've never been able to listen to it. And I was like, I wonder if this will work in the Xbox. And then and there he was talking about how they defeated the Tories, and and it was like. Wow, well, he's in the room. Anyway, um, I didn't listen I to the whole thing. My favourite thing about that book, in a classic example of just next-level hubris, is that when it was announced, it was called The Journey. And then after a huge backlash, they renamed it to A Journey. A Journey, yeah. Brilliant. Two seconds. I've got to get it. What you need to do is, is rip a little bit. And insert, you really need to rip a, little, rip a little passage of it and insert a little passage into, into the pod for the people to, you know, enough mm. that you don't... That, uh, that it's fair use. Is it yeah. 20 seconds? Oh, yeah, I might cut to it right now. <laughs> <laughs> On the 2nd of May, 1997, I walked into Downing Street as Prime Minister for the first time. I had never held office, not even as the most junior of junior ministers. It was my first and only job in government. Tony Blair, a journey. Um, yeah, so that was yeah, given I, to me I, by my flatmates on, like, my <laughs> 34th birthday or something. Brilliant. And, uh, yeah. 
I mean, it screams you. It's so you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm such a fucking centrist. Um, all right. So yeah, yeah I, I looked at Tesla Effect. And I was like, oh, it's an FMV game. When this come out? Like 2002, maybe. And it's like, no, it's came out in 2014 after Kickstarter. Yeah. Like, what does an FMV game look like in that sort of you know day and age? And it looks pretty good. Yeah, no, it was just really great for the 10 minutes I played with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to play some more. You're not going to play any more Tex Murphy. Don't even pretend. I like Tex. He seemed like an all right guy. I was surprised when that came back. Um, Did you play it? No, actually. I was working working for Tom then, actually, when it came out. And uh, I think I brought it up in the office, and I got a really thorough slagging off from everyone. (laughs) Uh, So I never talked about it ever again. Why? What's wrong with Tex Murphy, Tom? So I'm not having F and V coverage on my website. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the uh, you know uh, the culture of bullying that Tom uh, engendered. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. That's not true. He didn't. That was a joke. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, I love Tex Murphy, I've never, but I've never played Taz, Tesla Effect. So um, I think it probably is the best Tex Murphy game just because the previous ones were really hampered by the technology they had to work with. Yeah. So I imagine, hey, I imagine Tesla War, effect. Yeah, yeah. Hey, post world war three, nuclear war, San Francisco, mm-hmm. private eye investigating stuff with his gun, his wit. Yeah. It's very, it's very, in my yeah. mind, that's what cyberpunk kind of. Yeah. And also not a fallout game. So not, I mean, yeah, not a fallout game, which yeah. is hard, yeah. which I'm sick of. <laughs> Are you going to EGX at the Excel Centre in London this year? If so, VG247's podcast, the best games ever podcast by VG247, is having its second ever live show on Friday at 4.30pm. That's on the 13th of October, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. It's a show where me and a panel composed of my colleagues attempt to find the best game within a very specific category. For example, on this live show, we'll be asking the question, what's the best game that's really embarrassing to be into? We're thinking like Destiny 2 or Sonic or something like that. Horizon Zero Dawn, that's pretty embarrassing to be into. PS1 Strip Poker. As with last year, we're really looking forward to getting the audience involved. And if you make a suggestion that we find funny or brilliant or just stupid enough to be notable, you stand the chance to win one of a selection of really good prizes. I'll show you them here. Firstly, Tony Blair, A Journey, as read by the author, which comes on 13 audio CDs. And you can play that on the Xbox Series X. I've, I've tried it. Fighting Ireland by Connor Macker, a book about fighting Ireland. A set of Star Trek playing cards. Actually, no, I'm keeping them. You're not getting them. The Lies of P Physical Deluxe Edition on PS5, as featured in a previous video. Miss Pearson, go and get a knife. Some kind of box cutter. Ow! And this is a game that VG247 infamously gave uh, two stars out of five, so that's the um, that's the VG247 seal of quality there. So to recap, if you're at EGX at the Excel Centre in London on Friday the 13th of October, uh, you want to come to the EGX Theatre at 4.30pm and help us discuss a load of embarrassing games. I'm the guy who eats Cheetos with chopsticks, so I know all there is to know about being embarrassing. So, come and have a tussle in my dojo. What? Well, that do, Tom. Alright, okay. Tom, hmm. what have you got? What did you pick five minutes before you sat down to record this? I was going, well, I, 
I did the usual Google when you get all the, the current top ones, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that, that one about the tax was it the taxi one? Cloud Cloud Punk, is it? Cloud Cloud Punk. That's yeah. a really good Which game. Which looks good. I, I yeah, have good bought game. I bought it actually. Yeah. I never played it. It's classic waste of money that I yeah. often do. Um but I haven't played it so I can't pick that. And I was thinking back to old games really because just something a bit different mm-hmm. and i remember a game that i was desperate to play my pc was not good enough i remember picking up the box in i don't know what it had been like a like whatever was before game maybe electronics boutique or something yeah, like EB. that yeah um yeah, yeah, EB. i picking up the, the huge box looking at the back of it and looking at the spec and going that nah, that's not it's not going to run <laughs> many times i bought games just thinking that it would just run anyway and having a miserable experience. Um, but eventually we, we got, a, we upgraded our PC or bought a new one. I can't remember what, and I bought Syndicate Wars, um, which is, oh, a, yeah. a, 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 I think it's like mid nineties. Not sure exactly when, maybe a bit later than that. It came to PlayStation as well. At some point it wasn't at launch. I don't think. Um, and it's, a uh, sort of isometric it's a sequel to syndicate obviously but it's like an isometric um it's hard to describe it's like sort of rts but sort of like but you're not it's not a massive army right you have like a group of what are they mercenaries or mm. um i think it's either like a merc type group or a religious cult maybe i can't remember exactly what it was but essentially you have this sort of futuristic very much like cyberpunk style future where you've got flying cars and all this kind of stuff and it's very built up city environment but you have these uh what i liked about it probably at the time is it was super violent like it's a very violent game Mm. um and it like i watched a youtube video just before this and it looks bloody awful now like the, (laughs) the characters are like couple of blobs each and stuff yeah but back i remember looking at it in magazines before i bought it it was like this looks amazing like just the the style of it the all the stuff they were talking about how you can like mod your characters or your, your people and stuff give them augments and give them what are they called i'm not sure if they were called uh skins or suits or something but you could give them like i'm not sure it was like a buff for certain things or abilities it was something like cool anyway mm-hmm. back then it was like this sounds really cool, but essentially it's just a isometric sort of open world zone to play. And you had to complete objectives in uh, like how you wanted, I guess it wasn't just go here, kill the person, go away. It was quite open in terms of how you could do stuff. You could do stuff quietly. You could do stuff loudly and just going and shooting stuff. Things would play out slightly differently if you did things differently. And it was felt very, advanced for the mm. time i don't know if it really was but it felt like it was um it's just a really cool game that has like that definite cyberpunk vibe to it um and then yeah syndicate disappeared for ages and they did that other one that just came out and but it was just a first just person shooter flopped. that ea did wouldn't it yeah starberries was it or something yeah um which looked quite nice but i never never played it i enjoyed it i played like half of it it was one of those games where you're like you're not really bothered about completing it because you sort mm. of play it for a few hours and you're like okay like i get the gist it's fine it was one of those sorts of like quite forgettable it was all right but it wasn't syndicate it was just trading on names you sure. know i quite like that syndicate you know that, that i do like that syndicate reboot 
I do. It came out like around the time of Human Revolution, didn't it? Like shortly after, and I think people were still like wanting a little bit of a, a fix of Human Revolution, so it kind of like yeah. scratched that itch for a lot of people, mm. I think. And I guess those guys are just now a payday factory. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is fine, payday's good, but uh, I wouldn't have minded yeah. more of that. But then again, EA don't make games. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, we don't. I mean, in general. Yeah, but they made Immortals of Avium, didn't they? And because it like, because it tanked, the the, the the shareholders are like, well, we obviously shouldn't make games. That's a stupid idea. An unfortunate <laughs> one, that because yeah, when I first saw that, I had a lot of uh, positive feelings about the concept. Yeah, yeah, it's a great concept. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, well, you played a lot of that, didn't you, Connor? I sure did. <laughs> You want to talk about it? No. <laughs> right, okay. Um, oh, that's really annoying, Tom, because that's a good pick. Mm, it is. It is. It's like surprisingly yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I'm uh, actually annoyed by that. So um, it's that time again, I'm afraid. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three really good picks here. I think you've won with um, Perfect Dark before, haven't you, Donaldson? He does the well, same I... same talk every time he mentions it. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've, I, I won with Perfect Dark on a very, very different sort of topic, which was my story about how I obtained Perfect Dark through the thievery oh. of a scally on my, on my estate when I was a child. Um, which yeah. is a very early episode. One yeah, of the the, the episode, best game you, you obtained during a crime wave. Um, um, yeah, okay. Uh, that was well remembered, Christ! Uh, I remember all my victories. <laughs> well, you've you've got the most out of anyone. We've had like seventy episodes or something, and you've got like what thirty? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, but I've got to, I've got to be on a bit more now because I'm not on as I haven't been on as much. So yeah, people, people are starting to creep up. To they up, forget. So I need yeah. to. People are starting to like. Even Connor's had a couple of wins in your absence. It's, it's, is... I, I'm really worried. And that's how now, you know now, it's bad. Yeah, now you're back. I will never win again. Uh, but it's like because when when you were away for a bit, Bill Cliff thought he would like very quickly climb up the ranks, and he just did like nothing. Um, <laughs> he uh, somehow he tries to it. game the system too much. Yeah, yeah. People started seeing through it. People were like, nah, nah, nah. Tom's convinced he scripts everything. Um, he does, doesn't he? But at least he workshops things. Like I think <laughs> yeah. he has certain ideas and things he's going to say that he tests. <laughs> beforehand yeah he does it's, like, it's like, like when comedians go and do small group. gigs right they go and do small <laughs> gigs first yeah. 
and then he then they go and do the big tour after they've done the tests. Do you think he's do, he's trying this out on other podcasts before he comes on this? Mate, one? I wouldn't be surprised. No, he just probably stands in front, sits his poor wife down on the sofa and stands in front of her and gives his podcast spiel. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair, really. We should take into account wife advantage on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, uh, uh, perfect, perfect dark, uh, perfect dark is a great game, um, but I'm not going to pick it. Sorry, uh, sorry, Alex. What's uh, the reasoning? Why aren't you picking it? Yeah, I just, I just think. Well, I think, I think one of the other options is better, but I don't think it's a bad pick at all. This okay. thing is one of those genuinely annoying ones where where it is three genuine good picks. And I know every time I say that, Connor kicks off. Because Good I say that every say time. I don't say that every time. There's surely, been, really. There's been at least dark. one occasion where I've said they're all shit. <laughs> surely, Perfect Dark should be second in this list, right? Yeah, I reckon it, so. Like, it, it, it should yeah. be first. But Tex you know. Murphy, like, mm. let's be serious, is not the same level as the other two, is it? Yeah, but you're forgetting that Jim has a personal history of this game, which puts up, like... 50 points. Nah, we've, we've been down this, this road before, and, and usually you've been... Folly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, would uh, you know? I find, I find it interesting that you mentioned Cloudpunk because Cloudpunk is the game I have firmly in my mind when people talk about cyberpunk games that are not cyberpunk or, or dare I say it, better than cyberpunk because that game launched in a better state than Cyberpunk 2077 did. So at the time, a lot of people were like, well, hey, this is the best cyberpunk game of 2020. Um, it is a really good game. It's not quite on the level of cyberpunk, but it's, uh, it's like a big voxel city. You're cutting about in a wee taxi. Everything looks like Lego. It's good. Um, but uh, yeah, I reckon, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Syndicate Wars. Sorry, Connor, but... No, it's fair the thing, the thing about the thing about Tex Murphy, right, yeah. is that you can call it cyberpunk, and it's definitely got like it's got a lot, a lot of kind of stuff that it lifts from Blade Runner. But I think mm. it's, I think it is more. It's kind of like picking the Blade Runner porn parody, you know. That was his second choice. He was about to pick that. <laughs> Blade Shagger. Uh, but, but Syndicate Wars <laughs> is. I don't know. Blade Shagger. That sounds like, really painful. Sorry. It really does. Like my God. Um, yeah, but, but Syndicate Wars, uh, I, I, I loved the first game. I didn't play too much of the second one, but um, great games. Great Peter Molyneux joints back when he was making good stuff, right? Hmm. Um, I thought, actually, did he make the second one? I'm sure the first it one was. was still, it was still Bullfrog, right? Yeah, it was still Bullfrog. Um, but even anyway. then, it can be de- it, that can be deceiving because there's lots of stuff Bullfrog did that he was barely yeah. involved with. Like Theme Hospital, he barely touched it. Probably, did, probably annoyed people who worked on it. But um, didn't you know? But yeah, so uh, yeah, Syndicate Wars. It's, it's a great like cyberpunk set, and then it has all that stuff that people love from Human e- e- Human Revolution. The uh, like the augment politics, and it was a really striking artwork in the uh, in the screen where you chose your augments and stuff. This kind of like futuristic human kind of endoskeleton and it was uh, you know it was quite freaky just uh, lots of really kind of striking images and people kind of going around and i wonder if this is why you know because this is like before like the trench coat mafia and all that kind of shit happened like it was guys going around and you were you were fo- you played four guys going around in trench coats just fucking shooting everything <laughs> Probably a little bit controversial now. It certainly would have been in like like after the late nineties. But yeah, a striking, horrifying vision of the future, uh, a tech dystopia. Probably the best game of the three. 
I don't know if Alex would agree with that. Okay, no, that, that point but, you've kind of. Um, but yeah, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, Tom. Uh, unfortunately, Tom's won this. So, so at least that person who had a go at me for not picking you has a go at me for not picking you every fucking week. Is going to be happy now, right? And they're, they're mm. not going to have a go at me in the comments. They probably find something. Well, what you've done is you've fostered like these vicious fan bases for each of us. <laughs> so you'll never, ever, ever be free of this. What now. do you mean for each of us? I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure I, I've got like one guy. Tom's got like three guys. Everyone just like it's like Alex gets like a few. It's like every Thomas time guy is just uh, him running a VPN. It's <laughs> <laughs> my parole officer. <laughs> Bill Cliff is his wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, thank you very much for listening or watching. Please leave us a five-star review in uh, your podcast platform of choice. I think we have earned it this week, haven't we? Didn't Things didn't go too off. We, the... we lost a review last week. We went down one. Did we lose <laughs> yeah. a review? I don't know if they, I didn't know that was possible, but we did. We went they down must have the deleted review. their account. Unless they came them. back and specifically <laughs> deleted their, like, uh, I'm not giving them my five stars. It's my fan. It's my fan. Yeah, so it, angry. it was Kerry doing it in protest at me not picking you for the 12th time in a row. All right, okay. Um... Yeah, uh, next week we'll be talking about... What are we talking about next week, Tom? I don't know. You do. You make these up. Oh, I need to check the calendar. Next week the topic is the best ultraviolet spectacle. Uh, oh, that's a good topic. In celebration of Mortal Kombat 1, uh, which Connor's actually been playing. So uh, I'm sure you, you can't pick Mortal Kombat 1, just FYI. I don't need to. It's, My it's a bit obvious. So many alternatives. <laughs> this is like yeah. the Andy Hamilton topic, this is. Yeah, yeah, we should get him on. <laughs> hey, this best, is, yeah, yeah. Best boomer shooter that about 12 people have played. All right, okay. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, thank you to my uh, wonderful panel for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.